cliffcentral.com. It's time for Collectomania, everybody. This is brought to you by the South African Gold Coin Exchange and the Scoin Shop. And, of course, every week we manage to get someone fantastic with an unbelievable collection. This week is no different. We're going to speak to Wayne Berger in a moment or two. Wayne is someone we've worked with at Cliff Central for, for years, since the beginning. In fact, Wayne was the one who managed to – Wayne, you're responsible for the name cliffcentral.com. You don't even know that, do you? Uh, no, I, I do know that. Okay. Um, we we shared the options we had available to, to you That's and right. Lina. That's right. You gave, us, yeah. you gave us the URL. You said, listen, this is what I can get you guys. These are the URLs that are available. And one of them was cliffcentral.com. So when people go, oh, that Gareth's so full of himself, Cliff Central, it's all about him. He's the central thing. It actually wasn't me. It was you, Wayne. I'm going to send yeah. them your way, right? Yeah, send them my way. I'll, I'll chat to them. <laughs> it's nice to see you, man. How are you? You too. Yeah, thank God. All good. How, how are you guys doing? Fantastic, dude. It's really, really nice to have you on the show this morning. And we're going to talk about your collection in a minute, but I'm just going to let everybody know what you actually do and how you've been working with us. You are a technology entrepreneur, and you and uh, and your business partner um, have, have been involved with helping us from a website point of view from the get-go. You've also given us plenty of really wise and sage advice along the way. So if anybody wants to know about your company, just tell us about that so that we can uh, give you a bit of a plug at the same time. Sure. Well, um, the company that works with Cliff Central is um, Arshak Digital Consultancy. We work more like a uh, wholesale consultancy to digital players. You know, Generally, our clients are strong in the digital sphere but in a specific realm and uh, mm. we do more technical work so for instance like technical app development so our cto he's got a master's in ar which is artificial intelligence Phenomenal. um we also do the more technical online marketing so um search engine optimization uh, we do do like adwords these sort of things but yes yeah we work we work as a let's say digital transformation company with our consultancy and yeah we've been going for quite a while now and had some really good results and obviously very proud of our work with cliff central and yeah proud of you guys for, for well, growing this uh, iconic online uh, community well wayne it's nice to have you on for a totally different reason this morning but I just got to say again, uh, we've also loved working with you, but the nicest thing about what you do is that you're one of those people who just, you start new businesses all the time and you've got a range of different businesses that you've been involved in, not just iShack. Um, tell us about your collecting and where did that start and, and how did it all become like there's so many of us who have these passions and everyone I meet now has some kind of collection. It might be bottle caps. It might be, you know, expensive paintings. It might be, Teacups. We had one guy on who collects statues of liberty. So there are all kinds of weird things. How did yours start? Yeah. So, so first of all, uh, you know, people can collect weird and wonderful things. Um, on my side, I was always a big fan of sport memorabilia. When I was growing up, I was, you know, very, very impressed with just, um, uh, you know, uh, collectibles and generally around sport. Uh, my, my favorite sport was soccer or football and mm-hmm. um, very much uh, used to be in awe of some of the memorabilia that I would see. So what happened with me is that in my honors year, I studied, well, I did an investment honors and one of our courses was contemporary investments and I was 
actually um, with a good friend of mine, we were on the way to, to gym and I was complaining to him. I was saying, look, I've got this content investment uh, course I've got to do. I've got to do a sort of project slash thesis on it. I don't know what, uh, <laughs> I, I don't like coins. I don't like art. And I was really sulking. And he said to me, well, why don't you do it on sport memorabilia? So I um, did a little bit of research and uh, the variables of sport memorabilia was uh, very much similar to, well, the same as art and other contemporary investments. And um, so I started to do a little bit of research back then for my honors year. And uh, I was a, um, well, I still am, unfortunately, an Everton fan. And <laughs> at the time, <laughs> at the time, there was uh, Wayne Rooney was this, this teenager at Everton who had just played for England. And I had a contact where I could get a shirt. So I, I told my, my parents uh, that this is, I'm going to buy my birthday present here. I'm yeah. getting uh, an, a Wayne Rooney signed Everton and England shirt. And um, I ended up sourcing it, and uh, there's a group called MSC Sports, and they were looking for some stock, and I ended up actually selling it to them and started to sort of source items from there. Okay, so you you went went from pretty quickly, and I mean, this again shows that you're a lot smarter than some of us. You went quite fast from being a collector to also being someone who traded in this stuff. Well, what, what really happened is um, at that time I was finishing my honors um, and it wasn't a good time to be a white male with very average marks and I was trying to work out, you know, what I could do next sort of thing. So mm-hmm. I, I sent out my CV to a lot of places and uh, I got rejected everywhere. didn't really get any… any. Uh, so it was survival. More than, more than, you know, trying to see an opportunity, it was survival, right? <laughs> yeah, well, th- that's it. Well, first it started off uh, from interest and necessity because I had to do, uh, you know, something for this course. And then what happened, uh, I played um, quite a lot of soccer and I was part of a team that was meant to go to Chile oh, wow. um, for this tournament. And we had to uh, do some fundraising at the time. So I said uh, that um, a few of my teammates that weren't happy with the providers around and they had seen sort of the stuff that I could get and had access to. Mm-hmm. So I said to them, don't worry, I'll source all the items. So I took all my permits for money and uh, <laughs> I, I went and sourced all these nice collectibles. Really at that time, you they weren't, you know, it's sort of after this period, it got flooded at like charity auctions, etc. But at that time, it was very unique stuff that I was able to get. So I just want, and, I want to interrupt yeah, you for a second because sure. I think this is something a lot of South Africans can relate to. You know, sports memorabilia is probably one of the best collectible areas in South Africa because I've been into many people's houses, and I'm sure you have too, Wayne, and you, Leanne, where you see at the, you know, most guys, even if their wife is um, extraordinarily forgiving and understanding, most guys in South Africa have one corner of the house where they have either a bar or they have their little bit of sports memorabilia up on the wall. And they've always got like a rugby jersey or a picture of the 95 World Cup where every player's signed there or something like that. I mean, I've seen it in everybody's house with very few exceptions. So this is the stuff that you're talking about now. When you managed to source this, this is before it became very mainstream. But this stuff still fetches good prices. And I, I know I've been to a number of these charity auctions, you know, after a golf game, for example, or 
when you go to some fancy dinner, someone is auctioning off some piece of sports memorabilia inevitably. And usually that's the thing that goes for a huge amount of money. That's what people really want. They want to say, oh, I've got that shirt that, you know, this is the original uh, rugby jersey that Chester Williams was wearing when he kicked this uh, conversion. Or you've got this uh, piece of, here's a, a, a thread from Francois Pinar's, you know, <laughs> rugby jersey or yeah. whatever. Everybody has <laughs> one of these, right? Correct. <laughs> Yeah, so it's 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 very uh, popular, and especially when it's like topical. If it's the Rugby World Cup and um, there's a signed jer- jersey, or South Africa's just won the World Cup, etc. At that time, um, the South African memorabilia was available. There were certain companies supplying it, but there wasn't as much international stuff. So for this particular tour, I went and I, as I was just to recap, I, I took my Barmy money. I, I got a whole bunch of really nice and collectible stuff. And I went and my issue back then was people used to get these these jerseys and then frame them very cheaply mm-hmm. and then want to sell it at auction for this very expensive price. So for me, I, I thought you take an apple, you shine it. Um, I went, I sourced uh, pictures from Getty Images and we... I have a friend who, who's a writer or was a writer. He's now a lawyer, but, mm-hmm. um, and he would write these nice articles on all the different pieces and we'll put it on, on like, uh, let's say silver gold plates and nice. made them look really good. The problem was is our tour got canceled and I had put everything, <laughs> uh, into these shirts. And one morning I'd wake up and look at all these items and think, wow, this, this is so cool. And the other, the next morning I'd wake up and feel sick. I thought, ah, I've taken everything I have and, <laughs> you know, put it into these shirts. And, uh, yeah. but where, where I was lucky, the, the soccer club, Bofo soccer club, they needed to do a fundraiser. This was a club that I used to play for the year after. They saw the items, loved them, um, put them up. They all sold for like record amounts. And uh-huh. I sort of, uh, while I was still searching for a job, um, through that event, I, uh, I was able to get into another fundraiser in Cape Town and that went really well. And at that point in time, uh, look, that was the best option I had available. So sort of. Uh, so so what, what do we know about the market? I mean, you've had this experience, but this was a long time ago. Is South yes. Africa still a really fertile market for sports memorabilia? Because as I said, a lot of people seem to have this stuff up in their houses, but does it, does it really have the demand and is there a supply that, that justifies it being maybe one of the biggest collectibles in the country? Well, the, the thing about, okay, first of all, especially online, 85% of what you find online is fake. Um, 85%? 85% of, of what you'll find online is fake. And uh, we'll think about it. Well, look, first of all, there's different levels of, um, let's say, memorabilia or collectibles. You can get a, a signed item. Mm-hmm. And then you can get worn items. Worn, it goes on supply and demand. Um, you know, a worn jersey, especially an old worn jersey, there will be a supply of one. Um, if it's more recent, then there's generally two per game. Right. But um, if it's just a signed signature, there's a whole bunch of ways to fake signatures. And that's actually something that I studied during my course was just uh, different signatures. At that time, David Beckham was very popular. He was at Real Madrid. Um, I focused actually on, on his signatures and there's all different ways you can get uh, a signature from a, let's say a celebrity. And if it's in a signing session, you'd get a very, uh, nice signature. If it's like you, you see them at an airport, uh, it should be a, a bit of a rough signature. Mm. And yeah, there's, it's can quite you, a, can you tell which ones yeah. are fake and which ones are not fake? 
Well, first of all, um, I, I, you can't, if you're not there, you can't exactly um, tell for sure. But what I can tell you is that there's a good chance that this would be fake or there's a good chance that this is uh, real. Actually, when it comes to signatures, you have like pressure points when somebody's signing something. So even mm -hmm. if the, the actual signature doesn't really look like his normal signature, but if the pressure points in the same space, it would generally be considered a a genuine signature. But I can often you can see certain things where I say now that's definitely right. fake. Um, and just something to put out there is um, if you're gonna if you are interested in collectibles uh, or if you are interested let's say, in science sport memorabilia, you you want to buy from a reputable firm, you, you ideally want to know when the signing session was, you know, right. you, what would usually, happen. Is usually people have a picture there as well of where it was actually signed and they're in it so you can prove that they were there at the time, right? Well, this is it. You, you can get that sort of uh, providence. Um, but generally, um, it doesn't, you know, playing open cards, it doesn't actually matter if it's real or not in one respect. It actually only matters if the providence or the proofs of this uh, particular item are really strong because okay. if it comes from a reputable source and um, everything is documented, they know when the signing session was, etc. Right. It's like a, an official um, autograph supplier, um, then that will generally go much further than you getting it signed at the airport or buying it from someone who said they, gotcha. they saw Cristiano Ronaldo at the airport right. and uh, he could be signed so, something. Wayne, I, I just want to move on to some of the actual stuff in the collection, and some of this you may still have, some of it you may have, have, have moved on from. But what is this number 11? Uh, this is Brazil, right? What is that? What's going yeah, on? Yeah, that, that's Brazil. So 1994 World Cup, I was crazy about, well, Brazil and especially Romario. He's still mm. probably my favorite soccer player today. And um, so this is an item I wouldn't want to sell. I still have it. It's just over there nice. um, in, our, in our passage. And this was a worn jersey. These are my most collectible items. So just for interest's <laughs> sake, if they are worn, um, then that's uh, very collectible because there's only a few. There's, there's one or two per game. Right. And this was in a warm-up game for the 1994 World Cup. Uh, Brazil won 8-2 and Romario scored a hat-trick. So uh, that's it's actually wild. signed in two spaces. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, uh, once again, uh, if I was a little kid watching the World Cup and I saw this in, in, in my... Uh, Passage, I would say I made it. So Absolutely. that's one that I'm very happy with. All right, know. here's my favorite team. This is uh, this is Argentina. It looks like that is a mm, 19, maybe 1986. So that's actually 1979. Mm -hmm. um, okay. It was worn by Maradona yes. um, versus Bolivia. And uh, yeah, it's, that's amazing. Um, yeah, it's it's quite a. I mean, if you uh, if you, I, you 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 never yes. wash you never wash a worn thing, right? But if you did Maradona's, you could probably get like eight grams of cocaine out of that if you, if you wash. <laughs> well, there it, we go. You so, know? Yeah, you, you wouldn't need it, to use you you wouldn't need to use washing powder or eight no. grams of powder. Yeah. yeah, if I just break that down and and sold it, you know, in, in the little particles that come off, uh, I'll get a good return. So it's quite a, a safe bet that one. All right, what about this? This is a rugby ball. Signed by who? Yeah, so that's a rugby ball signed by Pinar, Stransky, and Mandela. Um, oh, wow, look at that. 94 World Cup. And uh, the problem with this particular ball, unfortunately, and let's say if anyone is going around trying to get signatures, uh, 
you know, on the ground is that this actual ball is like uh, evaporating. It's so old that it's like breaking into pieces. It's a little oh, bit shit. sad. It's quite a nice historic ball, but yeah. um, the actual quality of this Gilbert ball is literally breaking. So oh my God, that's uh, terrible. So you, and there's nothing you can do once that, that has faded and fallen apart. Then, you know, the collectability of it has diminished so far that no one will buy it, right? Well, it loses definitely. Look, yeah, you know, different people are interested in different things and they may want it even if it is, you know, going south per se. Sure. But um, if you are a collector and you do have something signed with whatever pen, um, try keep it out of sunlight because uh, mm. besides for that ball, you know, depreciating as it is, um, the signatures can also fade if they're in the in the sun. Does that apply this, also? This, this, this is a boxing glove. Is that Mike Tyson? That's Mark Tyson, yes. Wow, that's pretty so, cool. So this one I, I sold a little while ago, um, also from a signing session. This is just a signed item, not a used item. But, um, yeah, I used to either source for specific charities to help them raise funds Amazing. or used to source for specific collectors that would want to, let's say, decorate a, a, like a TV room or bar, etc. So now, this is a lot more interesting. This is a lot more interesting client. to me than... than Sorry, this is a lot more interesting to me than, than the um, than the Mike Tyson glove. This is a poster of some beautiful woman, uh, and it's <laughs> what is this all about? And it's not signed or anything. Is this a piece of memorabilia? Yeah, well, for for me, um, if if you pull it up on the screen, um, what happened there? So for me, what is what are really collectibles? They're memories, really. Mm -hmm. So. Um, World Cup Rugby 95, uh, where were you when, when we won the World Cup, etc. The feeling, you know, where this particular piece of memorabilia, it's memorabilia for me, it's priceless. We were in Brazil in, when was it, around 2003, I think 2003, and we, we were traveling or backpacking, backpacking, and we were between two places, Salvador and a place called Arab de Juda. We were catching a bus, and the bus was coming whenever. We never knew when. And we ended up uh, with a few friends of ours uh, that I was traveling with. We ended up finishing all the beers at this bus station. Then we played um, some soccer with uh, some Brazilians at the bus station. And <laughs> while we were there, uh, this was the poster on the wall. Um, selling beers. I found it quite unique in Brazil. Um, at that time, you know, uh, a lady in a bikini holding a beer, and that's wow. how they, they sold their, that's their very, produce. Now, that that's very great. sexy. So you've got that up on your wall to remind you of, of the actual World Cup that you went to. What's this over here, Wayne? What's going well, on here? This is uh, someone swimming in where – is, where is this? In the Arctic, Antarctic? So that's in Norway. Um, that's um, uh, I'm sure you would know Lewis Gordon Pugh. The, of course. The, yes, so that's old Lewis. Uh, funny enough, um, years ago I sold and I, um, I helped the Organ Donor Foundation um, raise funds and uh, we put up a Muhammad Ali glove. Hmm. And Lewis at that time was running the Organ Donor Foundation. And after we had this really good auction, um, I was sitting in his office and he's telling me a story. And he says, you know, I do this cold swimming and, I'll, and he starts to tell me what he does. And I thought, you know what, I've never heard more rubbish in my life. And then he said to me, well, you want to see a documentary? I was like, sure, go for it, whatever. Let's see what you got. And 
he then went on to show me this BBC documentary on him uh, swimming through wow. Norway. And you didn't know any of this you know, when you were speaking well, to him. You had no idea. Absolutely not. I thought he was talking. I thought this is the biggest load of rubbish I've ever heard. And after the documentary, my, my jaw had already dropped. And we started chatting after that. And he wanted to give the king and queen of Norway like uh, his, let's say, memorabilia. So he had two different kits um, that he, he wore on this uh, particular world record swim. Mm-hmm. So the one I, I packaged uh, all together and then... This kit, which um, had his his cap, his goggles, and then his costume, I sold the others or I put the others up for a charity to raise funds, and I kept this one, uh, which just sits in my But, my I mean, you've met – so you, you talk casually about being in Lewis Gordon Pugh's office, but here's you with Pele. Now, that's got to be – that's a memory for lifetime. I mean, that this is probably the world's – what, certainly in the top three of the world's most legendary football players of all time, and you're in a picture with him, and I assume you've still got that that uh, shirt that he's holding there with you. Yeah, so in 2006, uh, Pele came through to, to Johannesburg, and I ended up um, helping the organizers with their signing sessions, and, um, wow. and uh, it was quite a... It was, was a very cool experience. I was actually very impressed with Pele. He had a lot of time for everybody. <laughs> he also took a lot of time uh, signing the different items. Uh, you know, his signature is one of the most, I think him and Ali were the two most forged signatures at the time. And probably still today, it's <laughs> it's quite a basic signature. And um yeah, so we hosted the the um, the signing session, and when I took this picture with him, he, he was like shocked with this jersey because uh, he says, "How did I get it? It's uh, it's actually a 1970 worn jersey by Pele." And why this is significant is that if you see above the badge, there's three stars, and yeah. each time a soccer team wins the World Cup, they, they get, get to a put star a star above yeah. the badge. Right. So this was the first jersey that uh, that he wore with three stars. Why this match happened was a match between Mexico and Brazil at the Maracanã was because um, Brazil beat Italy in the World Cup final in Mexico and the Mm -hmm. Mexicans all supported Brazil. And to commemorate that match and the support they got from the Mexicans, they had this game at the Maracanã. So this was the first jersey that Pele wore um, with three stars. So that's the sort of thing that gives these sort of collectibles. Um, that's so special. You know, value. That's yeah, so it's just cool. the romance around. That's the be- story. that's beautiful. Yeah. Now, what's this uh, Sandy? This is a, this is a baseball card. We don't get a lot of these in South Africa. Yeah, so, so it's quite. When I was um, young, um, I actually liked baseball and baseball cards, and I used to collect a few. And one day, uh, I got kicked out of class um, at school, <laughs> and I went with a friend into a this like old shed at the school and in like the corner hidden away, uh, we found a <laughs> old baseball card. It must've been confiscated by a kid at some time, but this is from 19, I think 66. Wow. Um, no way. And <laughs> yeah, it's quite crazy. And uh, so I sort of kept them, you know, with baseball cards, you need to keep them in, in great condition. These weren't in the greatest condition. So I've just sort of kept it away um, in these sort of like, what do you call them, like uh, plastic sleeves. And Sandy Kovac specifically is, was a well-known guy, um, pitcher and still well-known today. Have you had and, this Have you um, had this valued, Wayne? 
Um, I've sort of looked online in that um, there's, there are more better structures when it comes to baseball cards and values, uh, but uh, I've I heard like a few thousand rand. I've heard stories about these baseball cards. Some of them can fetch you like tens of thousands of dollars if they're rare enough. And I mean, Americans, there are loads of people in the U.S. who've been collecting these for hundreds, of, well, a hundred years or maybe a little bit less than that. So it's quite a thing. That's a whole separate collection. Listen, I'm afraid that's all we got time for this morning. But this is an incredible collection, and I don't know. I, I don't know that we've had anyone who does uh, the sports collecting on. So really happy it could be you, and that you could share with us some of these absolutely incredible memories. I mean, you with Pele, you know, you with Lewis, uh, Lewis Gordon uh, Pugh. I mean, these are really amazing things. These are these are great memories. So good of you to share them with us, and thank you, Wayne. Good to see you, man. Thank you, guys. Good to see you too, and keep smiling. Always. Thank you, Wayne. What, what an awesome guy. What an awesome collection. I just love this. this yeah, is that's, that's, on a, that's on another level. That's certainly not what you've got in your LARPA. That's covered <laughs> in, uh, <laughs> in daddy long legs, you know? <laughs> I love it. Collectomania is brought to you by the South African Gold Coin Exchange and the Scoin Shop. You can check them out at scoinshop.com. That's coin shop with an s in the front dot com and if you're a collector of interesting or unusual things or you know someone who is get in touch with us we want to hear from you contact at cliffcentral.com that's how we get to hear from interesting people like wayne and we want to hear from you if you've got a collection too let us know we're very very keen cliffcentral.com